0: Welcome to the Fangled Cast, brought to you by the folks at Fangled Group, the strategy-first marketing and sales consultancy helping take your company to the next level and beyond. We help our clients convert every touch into voracious advocates for their brand. Everybody, welcome back to the Fangled Cast. Today, I've got someone that I've only known for a couple of days. Usually, I say a new friend. Hopefully, he will be someday because I'm really, really uh, glad to know and impressed. and I, I think he's got great value to offer. Uh, going forward, his name is David Goodman, and he's from the company that he created called Eden Arc. And what they what, what we're going to talk about today is a question. Can sustainability in your company be one of your competitive advantages? And before we get on to the topic, I'm going to let David tell you a little bit about his background and, and where Eden Ark came from. So, so Edenark uh,
1: w- was born out of the fact that I was, uh, years ago, I was a partner in the largest real estate company in the world. And when I left that company, I wanted to start my own real estate advisory firm. And I was, I was wanting to say that I'll be there for you in, the, in, in, in good times and bad times. You know, the, the, w- whether it's good or bad, I'll be there for you. So I was trying to think of the best piece of real estate ever, and the worst piece of real estate ever. And I had a glass of wine and it was my company, so I can name it anything I want. I thought, well, the best piece of real estate was the Garden of Eden. The worst piece of real estate was when there wasn't any any real estate. So uh, Eden Arc it was, and Eden Arc it is 25 years later. So that, okay. so That's the company was formed
0: out of that. That's a great a great story. But let's talk about how you went from real estate to this idea of sustainability and and and. Let's, let's talk about the argument that sustainability can in fact be a competitive advantage for for companies in today's market.
1: So for the last um, 24 of those 25 years, I've been a, a corporate enhancement guy. I'm the, I'm the guy that private equity will send in to fix troubled companies. And um, I was working on an assignment. And as the as part of that, I was building something. And ultimately, uh, when, when I left, I was able to take that IP with me and I took it into Eden Art Group and continue to build it. And the, 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 the concept is that if we look at big companies versus small companies, how they go about their branding and marketing, big companies are more marketing centric small companies, SMEs, as, as, as we call them, small mm-hmm. to mid-sized enterprises, are more sales-centric. The, the brand, as it were, in a SME is usually individuals. Uh, it, it is usually the, the founder or the leadership or the sales manager or whatever. And they make their brand go. They make sales not by running ads on TV or or the typical things you see big companies do, but what they do is they press the flesh. They go out in the marketplace and they interact with people and they basically make one-to-one sales efforts. But what's the internet done? The internet has created a platform for people to check companies out before you get a chance to have that one to one, before you get a chance to press the flesh. What's COVID done? It's just accelerated that. When COVID is done with us, we will still have the residue of what COVID created, and that is a, a more adha- enhanced use of the internet to do our analysis of companies. Gotcha. And what is Google telling us? Google tells us that that the search for sustainability certification is up 800%. And what are organizations like Nielsen and Forbes and MIT and Boston Consulting Group telling us? They're saying that 7 out of 10 consumers, this is all consumers, 7 out of 10 consumers will move their business if they find a like product that is offered by a certified sustainable company.
0: When you talk about, about the seven out of 10, the, the challenge at hand is the cost to get those certifications from the, for example, the ISO uh, sustainability is so high. What, what, what is the alternative that you've created? That, the, there's a piece of that story that we talked about before the interview of how you've made that accessible so that the small to medium-sized enterprises, the SMEs, can benefit from proving their sustainability in ways that it used to be only the big corporations that could afford these very expensive certifications could do. Can you t- kind of dig into that a little bit for us?
1: I can. I can. So let, let's 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 lay the foundation that the number one thing all companies, big or small, the number one thing all companies struggle with is differentiation, standing out, Absolutely. convincing the consumer to buy from you versus the guy down the street. Absolutely. And if we, if we use that as our starting point, we want to differentiate from the other guy. We want to stand out from the other guy. And if we know that sustainability is something that consumers want, then it leads us to the obvious question, which you're asking. And that is, well, can we get something at a price that that we can afford. And what we did was we took and looked at the entire world of sustainability certification programs. And the the biggest, most recognized, most um, most followed, most used is the ISO 14,001. Um, 56% of the world's largest 79,000 businesses and buildings, use the 14,001. No other program is even in double figures. It is, it is by a magnitude, the sustainability certification. That's the good news. The bad news is it's a monster. It is a, it is a big, difficult, uh, expensive platform. What we did was we scaled it out for small business. We, we can deliver the certification, the ISO fourteen thousand one, under the Edenart Group uh, format, for roughly five percent of the historical cost.
0: Ninety-five percent less cost than—that's incredible.
1: That is, that, is, that is correct. It, 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 basically, what we have is six forms. We've taken the ISO standard, the, the 14,001 standard, and converted it to six forms, allowing us, from a labor standpoint, to get in and out fast. Clients' time and, and staff time and, and money on staff is dramatically reduced the audit process which all legitimate certifications need to have a third party audit that's dramatically reduced so when you put all that together the the end cost to the client is a fraction of what it's historically been and and so first point is we can deliver that that certification at a price that small business small to mid-sized business can afford both in money and in time But then the second piece, getting back to the first point we were making is what you got to do is you got to promote it. You, 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 You can't just get it and set it on the shelf you have to go out in the marketplace and use it as part of your messaging. It's got to be on your website. It's got to be on your business cards. It's got to be part of your corporate DNA. When you go out in the marketplace and use this as part of your discussion as to who you are as an organization, this is part of your DNA, people respond to it. So it's not just having it it is then talking about it. So you get the attaboys and we do that too. So we do, the, we do the certification at a fraction of the cost and then we help the client promote it to grow the revenue side of their P&L.
0: Got you. I remember when ISO first began, I was working overseas at the time and there were companies that literally lost business because the companies that they were selling to overseas adopted that if it's not an ISO certified company, you, they, they couldn't buy from them anymore. And, and the cost of being ISO back in those days was so high and, the, and laborious that, that we had to find. There was one manufacturing company who absolutely railed against it. We're not going to let those foreigners tell us how to make our products and how to, how to do it. And they were losing business. And they, they ended up creating their own, um, at, 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 I think it was probably a higher expense than going to ISO, their own quality standards system. they would share with customers to show that they exceeded what iso was after but nonetheless it was it was this reaction to the huge cost so really what was happening and i think the solution that you're bringing is so interesting and and why one of the reasons i wanted you on the show not to sound like a pitch man from some infomercial for iso certification but um this this system of iso and the quality standards that came out almost were against the very purpose of business because it, it created a barrier to trade to people who couldn't afford to get the certificate. So what you're doing is incredible because it's, it's allowing folks who normally couldn't take the time to do it, nor invest the dollars to do it, become competitive and be able to compete against some of the bigger companies in the world. It's really interesting. So
1: so what you're going to see, if, if you think about Uh, sustainability as a three-legged stool, sustainability certification, carbon neutrality, and ESG. Your listeners have probably heard of ESG. They hear about uh, a bunch of uh, big companies around the world having to implement ESG programs, environment, social governance. Yes. Well, what we are seeing throughout the world is that platform, sustainability, carbon neutrality, ESG, which the big companies now have, but the SMEs are being required to have it also. And and what I mean by that is twofold. Number one, some of the governments of the world are requiring it as part of operating protocol. in, In the EU right now, by the end of this year, Um, all companies that are looking for loans, looking to borrow money, are going to be required to have sustainability and and, um, ESG plans in place. Here in the United States, H.R. 1187, which is uh, past the, the House and is sitting with the Senate, will require publicly traded companies and their supply chains meaning all SMEs that sell to publicly traded companies to have the, 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 the program. So whether it is mandated by the government, whether it is an existing larger company that has a sustainability certification and then asks its vendors, or if it is just the marketplace in general saying, this is what we want from our <coughs> suppliers, mm-hmm small to mid-sized companies should look at this. If they're trying to find a way to stand out, this is a tool. And if the tool is cost-effective, it's a tool to consider.
0: Yeah, I'd be really curious if folks that are watching this or listening to it to comment back, were you even aware that this was happening in the world? I would bet uh, out of 10 people, 10 of them, (laughs) I don't think we can use a 1 out of 10, probably 97 out of 100 uh, would know that this is coming down, coming down the pike. Imagine you've been in business for years, and now, through this new legislation that's happening, you no longer can sell to your companies or your customers because they're publicly traded and or you haven't met the standard.
1: Or that that client of yours. Let's say that in the United States, HR 1187 is delayed. Let's say it's it's pushed back a year. Even so. If you're selling to a publicly traded company, and that publicly traded company has an ESG program or carbon neutrality mm-hmm. uh, standard in place, it's going to reach down to you and say, "For us to check the box off for ourselves, we have to have vendors that that are certified sustainable." Also, so it's it is a it is going to affect non-publicly traded companies if they are looking to grow their business whether it's general consumer or bigger client
0: yeah and it's funny too because when you get in these conversations about sustainability with certain folks it the argument back is that's yeah, it's leftist nonsense i don't care um or uh you know we're, we're clean and i you know i don't have time to focus on that and there's so many different excuses not to look at it there's two really good reasons one it could prevent you from not being able to sell. And two, your customers care about it. And we, we come to work every day to do what? To better the lives of our customers. To provide well, a service or otherwise. And if the customers care about it, sometimes you have to do it.
1: Larry Fink is the CEO of BlackRock. It's the largest um, asset manager in the world. And their assets total $8 trillion and Larry won't work with CEOs of non-sustainable companies not because Larry is green but because sustainable companies make more money yep yep so so he's he's looking out for his P&L his bottom line his profit and loss statement because he knows that certified sustainable companies are outperforming their peer group anywhere from depending on what report you read Mm -hmm. anywhere from 75% up to 20x. Wow. So you're you're seeing certified sustainable companies lapping the field versus their non certified competitive peers. So Mm -hmm. that so so if the customer wants you to do it, if it's the right thing to do anyway. Yeah. If you can make more money by doing it, it might be worth giving some thought to. Yep.
0: Yeah. So when when we look at this competitive advantage, going back to the premise of the, the very interview that we're doing, um, and, and we want to sort of map out what is the competitive advantage of being a sustainable company. Number one, besides the fact that it's you know the right thing to do. Um, is that you become more profitable, more competitive? Your customers do care about it, and because it's now affordable, it's something you can do quickly, correctly, and easily, and promote your brand and enhance the the equity of your brand with it. Am I miss, Am I missing anything from that? Well, there,
1: there, there. Your cost of cat. If then mm-hmm. we we should we should we should put a caveat in here. If a company is thinking about doing this make sure that you the company look at sustainability programs that number one have what we call a people piece that involves um, the 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 personnel of your company the employees because sustainability is not just about leds and solar panels it's about you and me uh secondly it needs to be on the business, not the building. The sustainability certification needs to be on the business. That you can monetize, that you can promote. Tough to promote if it's on the building. Next, there needs to be a third-party audit that, that brings va- validity to that certification. It needs to be a global standard that's recognized around the world. There are a few other points too, but the but the main message here is don't just go out and grab something off the corner. Make sure if you're going to spend the time and spend the money to have a, have a standard that meets the global, in effect, checklist so that the consumer says, aha, yeah, they've picked a good one and, and they can be followed. So back to your point, it is something that companies should do. Just make sure you do it with a, you know, with a, with a legitimate
0: Absolutely. program. So, so I shouldn't be selling those fake vaccine cards? Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> and that's the point. That's yeah. the point. Because yeah. there, there, are, there are a lot of, in, in yeah. every industry, there are those that aren't what they should be. And then there are those that are.
0: Yeah. In, in my history, there are several, and I, I don't want to call anybody on the carpet, but there've been several companies that I've worked with that have had their products certified by the such and such institute from their, And that institute was actually in their building. So, you know, they're the only right. ones who ever got certified by them. Right. Was so right. there anything about sustainability in, in, in the frame of a competitive advantage that I should have asked you that I haven't. So your, your,
1: your cost of capital is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your borrowing and your, your, your equity is going to be less expensive. Your employee performance is going to go up if you're with a, 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 a solid standard that has a people piece. Your revenue side will be enhanced because your brand is is standing out. Um, your costs will go down. Uh, it, it it is something that the consumer wants, and you get to look yourself in the mirror and say, "Hey, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good for 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 the environment and for my kids."
0: Fantastic. And I I'm going to put this information in the in in the notes after after it goes up. But how, how do people find you and, and talk to you about sustainability in their companies?
1: Our company is Edenark Group. It is under edenark.com. That's E-D-E-N-A-R-K.com. If you go to the website, you'll see a contact us button and you can just send us a note. Um, mm-hmm. We're happy to chat.
0: Fantastic. Such a pleasure to have you on today, David. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you at home or on your treadmill or places that you're not telling your spouse that you're hanging out at listening to the Fangled Cast, because I know we're we're everywhere in my mind, uh, thanks so much for listening. If you feel inspired, click the subscribe, like it, share it with a friend, fax it to an old person who doesn't know what the internet is. And we'll see you all again on the Fangled Cast next time. Thanks so much. The Fangled Cast is brought to you by the great people at The Fangled Group, where we help you convert every touch into voracious advocates for your brand.